This week's episode is sponsored by Smart Home. Looking to simplify your life? Whether it's planning your week or just remembering where your appointments are, Smart Home can help with that. They provide everything from personal assistance like Google Home or Alexa to automated lighting systems and security cameras like Ring for your home. Their products are affordable, easy to program devices that communicate over your home's existing wiring and over radio frequency signals. That means that your appointments are always remembered and that your house is always safe. As a thank you for listening to our podcast, you can use the discount code NERD10, that's N-E-R-D-1-0, at checkout for 10% off on their website, smarthome.com. You can follow them at Smart Home on Instagram and at Smart Home Inc. on Twitter. Hi, this is Megan Nadine, and you are about to listen to my interview on Pop Nerd Lounge. Welcome to Pop Nerd Lounge, the podcast for the creative soul. I'm your host, Steph Ham. Thank you for tuning in to another conversation with a fellow creative. If you enjoyed these discussions, please follow us on your favorite podcast platform to stay tuned when our latest episode drops. My guest this week is a singer-songwriter from Canada. Her angelic voice matches her beautiful spirit. We talk about her teaching experience in Cambodia before she became a full-time musician. We dive deep into her EP that she released, This Was Then. And we also talk about her recently released single, Heartless Heartbreak. Please welcome my guest, Megan Nadine. Welcome to Pop Nerd Lounge. My guest today is Megan Nadine. Megan, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. How did growing up in a musical family influence you to pursue music? To be honest, it definitely influenced me when it comes to my songwriting. But when it comes to the actual pursuit of my music career, I that was something that kind of was a little bit separate for me. I think that just coming from a musical family is what laid the foundation for what makes me so creative and what makes me love to write. And then as I started going down this path, the idea of my grandmother, one of her passions was songwriting and singing, and she never had the opportunity to pursue her dreams. So just pushing to, to pursue things for her as well, if that makes sense. So that's how it ties in for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. Because like, I know that people can assume that like, parents push their dreams onto their children or whatnot. But like a part of us as children, we want to pursue things for our family as well. We have that that want and that dream that they worked so hard for us that we want to work hard for them and we want to make our dreams possible and share that with them, share that experience with them on our journey. I couldn't agree more. You've been songwriting at the age of seven and I just have to know, what would you write about at such a young age at seven years old? Honestly, I think growing up listening to songs that my grandmother wrote I just wrote songs about things like even watching a rainy day through a window or maybe something like meeting a new friend or just little things like that. Nothing wild and crazy, but I was always just writing and writing down my experiences and then singing them. And then as I got older, of course, my songs started to evolve a little bit emotionally and like an emotional intellectual level, if that makes sense. But at a younger age, it was more just, I was obsessed with Celine Dion and the Spice Girls and stuff like that. And not even just Celine Dion, but like Alanis Morissette and Brian Adams, Canadian artists. My mom listened to them a lot. They're a very lyrically heavy artist. So I think I was just influenced to find things and turn them into 
songs. You taught in Cambodia before pursuing your music career. How did that experience impact your music at all, if it did? That experience is why I'm actually pursuing music. So I have my teaching degree and I'm very passionate about child development and I had this opportunity to go abroad. And when I was there, it changed my life and I wanted to travel the world teaching in developing countries and and just advocating and Actually, there was a big lice outbreak in the children's home I was working in. And so I was an advocate there and I just saw how my voice made a difference and it inspired me to want to travel and teach and travel in that regard. And I think it was, I had one week left and I developed a pretty good relationship with all like the children and the house parents and I felt really comfortable. And so I started singing one day and they really liked it. And I told my mom about it. And she encouraged me to start sharing my passion with friends because I was always very insecure. And so it was that moment in Cambodia, you know, where these children, they loved it and I didn't feel judgment. And then they would ask me to sing every day. And then I just started sharing some of the songs that I'd written before and kept to myself. And then I thought, how cool would it be if I could combine my two passions of advocacy and singing and make music and take maybe funds that I raise with my music, if all goes as I hope and I work, I work hard that I can put those proceeds towards people or children like I worked with in Cambodia and just people in circumstances that are overlooked and maybe overheard. And so I thought it'd be really cool to combine those passions. And that's what pushed me through my fear. It was the end goal of hopefully being able to make a difference. I think traveling just opens up for us to grow as humans because it lets us go beyond our four walls. And it's amazing that it led you to combining your two passions of advocacy and music. Just the fact that it led you to wanting to combine those. I just I find incredible because in the music industry, we like to share our story, but we there's not a lot of sharing your story for the purpose of sharing it for the voices that aren't heard, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I think that part of my goal and like part of why I started is what has helped me get as far as I have. I believe in the universe and I believe in the law of attraction and even just to be in this beautiful studio that I'm in, it's a dream and I would have never even envisioned this, but the universe has a crazy way of working itself. Quarantine looks different everywhere. And as an artist, was it a time of slowing down and taking that as a moment of rest or was it a time of creativity for you? To be honest, it was a time of slowing down and taking a moment of rest with a little bit of creativity here and there. So coming down to Nashville last January, I had anticipated being able to go home at least once or twice and that didn't happen. So when I finally got back to Canada, And I was in quarantine. It was just about, I tried to do my best to keep a routine, being stuck (laughs) where I was and away from everyone. And then I just took it as time to veg. And it was really nice to just relax and regroup and reset. And I didn't even really know I needed it until it happened. Yeah, I feel like for creatives, that was something good that came out of 
this pandemic is that people learn to slow down and to say, it's okay to take a break. It's okay to relax and to give that time to yourself because we often as a society, we do something wrong if we're not always productive, which isn't the case. Like there's a thing called burnout. And so the fact that we have to normalize being okay to slow down, I think was something good, if anything good came out of the pandemic. I totally agree. And I think through not being able to go home and then doing music, I just felt such this, not a pressure, but I just felt like I needed to stay busy. And I was constantly trying to write and come to the studio and just keep myself busy. So to just go home and just write when the inspiration sparked and not feel the pressure. Not that anyone puts pressure on me. It's really just myself. But just to be able to shut off, it I didn't realize how much I needed it because now I'm back and I'm like ready. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about your music. Last year you put out the EP, This Was Then, and on it there's this track called The Joker. What was the creative process putting that track together? Yes. So that was why well, I'd seen the Joker movie and it had really messed me up, to be honest. I just thought it shed light on a lot of the things that are really happening when it comes to people's mental health, when it comes to how people treat each other. And it showed a lot of uncomfortable truth and truths. But my girlfriend and I went to go see it. And then when I got home that night, I was just sitting with it just because even though it's a movie, it felt so real. And I felt like so much empathy for the Joker. And I just felt like I needed to write a song for those people who just feel so broken. I think I cried my way through the whole movie. And although I don't agree with the decisions that he made and like actions that he took, I think it was crazy to see like what pushed him to making those actions. Have you seen the movie? I haven't yet, but I heard it's incredible. It really is. And you see how people that he loved and trusted, they just, he's betrayed and let down and overlooked and just treated so poorly. And so I got home that night and I just wrote the song and it spelled itself out. We need to talk about mental health more in music and other creative things. I feel like we need to be transparent when it comes to mental health because it helps other people like to know that they're not alone to share like our own story not just as a cathartic outlet and just to vent it out but also like to let others know that they're not alone yeah I agree and as someone who is like always so bubbly and happy I have my own days where I just feel yucky and maybe I don't even know why and that's why I think it's important to share that stuff with people because they see me and they think oh, I'm so happy and maybe I have it all together, but it, it doesn't matter. It's like people, sometimes the people with the biggest smiles have the biggest broken hearts. So it's just important to have a, a lot more transparency around that. And I think we're lucky because we're actually moving in that direction now. It's a lot more normal. There's a lot more normalcy around talking about mental health and your off days and and mental illness and all that stuff. So we're lucky. There was a point in time where you just didn't talk about it. You've gotten to work with the Grammy award-winning producer, Keith Thomas, on recent projects. How's it been like working with him? Honestly, a dream. I used to imagine what it would be like. I had an opportunity to play 
a couple original songs in front of him. And I just thought, wow, if I could ever work with a man like that. And then I had the opportunity to write with him and it just, we wrote Heart of a Lion, which is on my EP. We wrote it in the day. And what you hear on the EP is actually very close to the demo, really. And it's just been so great. I, it's helped me build confidence in myself, in my artistry. When you have someone who's accomplished so much and who's so humble and just a really down-to-earth person that like takes the time and sheds light on a lot of the things that maybe I overlook in my own artistry, it's a really powerful thing. So working with him has been incredible and it's showed me a new direction for my music. Like the album, this was then. The instrumentation around everything was built and inspired by Heart of a Lie. And so all those songs had existed, just how I wanted them to feel was because of that song. And so that was really special. And the whole thing has been pretty incredible. <laughs> Speaking of collaborations, I saw that your dream collaborations are with Lady Gaga and Elton John. Are they still on your bucket list? And who else would you like to collaborate with? Yes, they are still on my bucket list. They're both incredible. I saw Elton John live and I cried. I feel like if you've seen his movie, if you know about him, he's an incredible story. And Lady Gaga is just an incredible artist. Her writing and her emotion and how she emotes and how she's so real they're definitely always going to be bucket list artists for me. Someone else that I would absolutely love to collaborate with, there's quite a few, if I'm being honest. So if I name someone, it's not necessarily that I don't, there's so many. (laughs) So I would have to say, I would love to collaborate with, for some, for some reason, Pink actually. I was going to say Lizzo because I love Lizzo and I just think it'd be so fun. And she's so talented and she has such an amazing story and she has so much perseverance. And oh, I, I'm just, I really look up to her. So I would love to find a way to even just write for her or do something of that nature. But Pink, I would love to work with because she is so true to herself. She's been true to herself from the beginning. She's someone that I listened to when I was a little girl and thought she seemed so relatable because she's just not what the media and like society painted as a pop artist. And she totally broke the mold and she has been soaring ever since. And so to write with someone who is so talented and is true to herself and feisty that would be so awesome (laughs) pink is so badass i love her and just the fact that she just has so much empathy and story within her music i'm all about i'm like it's just so icon she's an icon (laughs) she is i love her you've got a new single coming out Heartless Heartbreak and remind it reminded me of this hybrid between Adele meets like Ingrid Michaelson. It's like listening to it. That's what it reminded me of. <laughs> and you? Yeah, of course. And I want to know the story behind the track. I need to say something crazy. So Ingrid Michaelson, the way I uh-huh. am. Or, uh-huh. Yeah. I that was the first song I sang to the children in Cambodia. And they'd ask me to sing it to them all the time. And that was the first song that I performed in front of an audience when I had never performed in front of an audience before. 
So it's crazy that you mentioned her. I love her. Oh my gosh. That's pretty cool. So yes, back to the question. I just thought that was crazy. Oh my gosh. Cause no one ever really says her. And I just, yeah, that was a cool connection. But what inspired the track? I write a lot of songs that are pretty emotionally heavy and I wanted to write something that was more upbeat and that was empowering and fun and made you want to dance. And if I'm going to do this as a career, I need to explore my writing capabilities. And so I sat down with a friend of mine and an incredibly talented artist, producer, musician, Johnny Black. He actually was a co-producer on my This Was Then album. He just started, it's really cool when I write with him. He'll start with a bit of a riff or something and a little more than a lover, a little more than just friends came out of my mouth. And he said, I like that. So we rolled with it and kept writing. And once the first few lines were there, it was like, okay, why don't you write a song about not wanting to give so much of yourself to someone that you don't really know where it's at yet and just setting boundaries really like we've all been there we've all invested in people that maybe didn't deserve our time and energy i included and i just am i'm over that i'm past that so i just wanted to write a bit of an anthemic song that kind of sent that message you stole the words right out of my mouth. Uh, I think this the track is such a powerful anthem. What would your advice for women be for settling their, for setting their own boundaries in relationships or knowing their worth? The first part for me personally, for everyone it's different. So I can't there's no set formula. But for me personally, it came down to building a relationship with myself and learning to really love myself. And as I started to do that, I noticed things just start falling in place. And I'd been in toxic relationships before, great relationships that maybe had toxic little pieces to it, but that's all about growth and growing and finding out who you are and what you'll stand for and what you won't. And being by myself and just knowing true happiness on my own, it makes it really easy to set boundaries. Like when I wake up every day and I don't have anxiety around a man or if somebody, if someone likes me or if someone doesn't like me or what are they thinking? It's I'm happy in my own skin. I have my goals. And then when you start something new and maybe it deters you off that path of happiness, you don't feel as bubbly as you normally do when you wake up in the morning. You don't feel yourself. It's easy to get out of it once you truly develop that strong relationship with yourself, no matter how hard it is, because you know that you'd rather feel happy and on your own than that up and down anxious feeling with someone else. So really loving yourself. For me personally, building a relationship with myself and being happy on my own really helped me set boundaries when it comes to entering relationships of any sort, friendships, love life, family members, all of it. Yeah, I think that's important to note because a lot of people, they think that when you say relationships, it strictly like limits it to romantic relationships, but we need to set boundaries no matter what kind of relationship, like you said, it is like it's a friendship, if it's family, because there are toxic spots, not only in like romantic relationships, but in other areas too. And we got to realize that we don't need that kind of toxicity and that kind of negativity around us. If somebody is not, if somebody is causing us to feel some sort of pain or we let them step over our boundaries, 
then we got to realize we got to cut that off immediately. And we got to be like, okay, what is good for me? What is good for my mental health? What is good for me in the long run? Yes. And sometimes a fear, and I used to do this, we let people step over our boundaries because we don't want to lose them or we feel like we make up excuses for them. And it's okay to be empathetic and it's okay to be understanding, but it's about also vocalizing how you're feeling. Like you can be understanding and still tell someone, okay, I, I didn't like when you did that. And if they think that you're worthy of being in their life and they want you to be in their life, they'll make sure that they don't make you feel like that. If a friend tells you that you hurt their feelings, you're going to be consciously aware of what you did and how not to do it again because you care about them. And if you don't, then this is why boundaries are set, <laughs> I should say. Yes, ex exactly, exactly. If there was a biopic about your life, who would star in it? who would direct it, and who would do the score? Okay, I don't know who would star in it. I don't know who would direct it. I really couldn't pick. I have no idea. I would just, let's just take a moment to take in the fact that there would be a biopic, but who would score it would be Keith Thomas. He does amazing scoring, and just the fact that he has been with me since the very like beginning, what feels like the beginning of my journey, and finally putting my music out there, it would be an honor to have him score it. I think it would be amazing. And my last question for you would be, what is your advice to aspiring creatives out there? Somebody who's about to set foot on their journey and they want to start their creative path, what would you tell them? I would tell them to just go for it and if they're afraid and they're feeling feelings of judgment in themselves and around them, that's all a part of getting into it. And as you get into it and you work past those insecurities, that's where art's born. And I think that it's just important to dive into the feelings of being uncomfortable. And I'm reading a book right now. It's called The Artist's Way. And it talks a lot about how a lot of the insecurities we have are from the artist inside that's not had the opportunity to express itself. And you can't go out one day and think you're going to be the best at something. It's about starting somewhere and having a point A and constantly moving forward. You're not just going to go out and be amazing at something. It's about just putting in the time. So I would just say, don't be afraid to start. Even if it's just to yourself and you're not sharing it yet, just start somewhere is my advice. Megan, thank you so much for speaking with me. I'm going to turn the floor to you and you can tell our listener where to find you on social media or where they can find your music. And yeah, I've just had such a great time speaking with you. I've had so much fun talking with you too, Steph. Thank you so much for having me. It's been so fun and you're so easy to talk to. It's been a blast. And for all the listeners... You can find me on Instagram at Megan Nadine, M-E-G-A-N-N-A-D-I-N, -N -N, sweet and simple. Um, you can also find me on Facebook at Megan Nadine Music, on YouTube at Megan Nadine, on Twitter at Meg Nadine. My 12-year-old um, self still owns the Megan Nadine Twitter, <laughs> and I have no access to it. Um, and yeah, you can catch me on all those platforms and my website, www.meganadine.com and Spotify and iTunes. You can catch me anywhere. <laughs> I tried to cover all bases.
<laughs> Megan, thank you so much for speaking with me. Thank you so much for having me. I had a blast. And you're so kind and easygoing. It was awesome. Special thanks to Megan for being this week's guest. What I really took away from our conversation is that she truly aligned her intent and her purpose as a creative with her musical work. I believe that what she's writing really speaks to her purpose as an artist. If you want to learn more about Megan, visit the links in the show notes. Pop Nerd Lounge is a two-man operation, rather I should say two-women operation. It is executive produced by Steph Pham and V. Co. V. Co. serves as the show's creative director, and Steph Pham is the show's host and editor. You can find us on social media at Pop Nerd Lounge. For an easy, convenient hub of everything Pop Nerd Lounge, visit our website, popnerlounge.com. That's it for this week. Tune in next time for another conversation with the fellow creative. I'm Steph Pham.